As women, we do a lot of juggling and it is easy to get lost in the shuffle. I know that if I say yes to everything, I am probably saying no to myself a lot more. Welcome back to another episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we talk to women who are doing it all, but doing it with faith at the forefront. We want to welcome those of you who are new to us. If you are new to our podcast community, we drop a new episode every Tuesday. I want to invite you to commit to your growth and development. Wouldn't it be cool if you started listening to every episode this year and made an investment to grow in preventing your burnout and creating more peace and balance in your life? How can you do it? Very simply, just subscribe wherever you consume this content. Also, it's really important to get your burnout prevention guide. Download the guide in our show notes and we'll send you an email with all the information you need to be a part of our community of leaders. We are going to work really hard to give you high quality content. And if this content is helpful to you, would you do us a favor? What you can do for us is to follow us on social media, write a review, and continue to engage with our organization. If this is helpful, post it and share with others. Now let's dive into new content if you're ready to grow. Today, I am so excited to be joined by the Christine Jones. Christine is the founder of Coaching with Christine, and through that, she really helps people of all faiths and professions and all different walks of life who are, re- who are really ready to unlock their true potential, embrace all of their values, and confidently design their futures truly with purpose and joy. And I've had the amazing opportunity to work with Christine for the past few months with some of the coaching that she does. And I really love every second of it. She is such a joy and has truly helped me so much. And so I'm so excited she could join me today. So Christine, thanks so much for being here. Oh, Grace, thank you. Thank you. I was so honored when you asked uh, for me to join you here today. And it really warms my heart to hear that mm-hmm. I've made uh, such a difference in, in your life already. Oh, you um, so have. I, I happen to think you're a pretty amazing person too. <laughs> it's so funny. I told Christine before we went live, I said, you're the most amazing person ever because I'm like, she really does make an impact. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. And um, yeah, so I guess why don't you just start by telling us everything that we need to know about you? Yeah, <laughs> everything, question, huh? But- <laughs> All right. Um, well, what I can tell you is that I am, gosh, I love the Lord. I really do. I um, am, I was raised Catholic, still practicing Catholic. And I, in the last several years, have really deepened my faith. And a lot of it has come through self-discovery um, that I had had done with my own coach, actually. Um, I had the, the gift of receiving coaching through my company at the time. They um, were investing in me as a leader at the company and said, hey, why don't you give coaching a try and see, see what it does for you? So I met with a coach um, who I actually still work with today. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was through that process that I realized that I have a specific set of gifts. And um, I kept referring to these gifts and my coach said, 
Christine, what are these gifts? Let's, let's start naming them. And so I did. And it was through that process that I realized what my purpose is. I really started to feel a calling and a purpose to being a coach myself. Um, and so that's what I do. I am a coach, professional yeah. coach. And, um, you know, a lot of it, uh, it, it's hard to describe sometimes to, to folks, what is coaching? Mm -hmm. like, is it an athletic coach or what, what are you doing? What are you coaching? And it really comes down for me anyway. I truly believe that everyone has a special letter from God written on their hearts. And it's really important to tap into that and really discover what is that? We've all been given specific gifts and talents. What are they? So as a coach, I love it when I have a client who says, yes, I want to bring faith and spirituality into my sessions because we can really go there um, and we can really um, dive deep and get a new awareness of what is it that I'm called to do here? We all have a purpose. There is a plan for each and every one of us. And so I hold, I hold this really big, expansive bold space. And I encourage my clients to go big and bold mm. beyond any self-limiting belief. Um, and that's probably the biggest gift that I give to my clients. I know, and I believe in their greatness. Yeah. And so they rise to that and they, they go bigger and they go bolder to really live out what they are meant to do here. Mm. That's so amazing. And I think it's honestly hard to come by. Like people like you who are so bold and authentic about your faith, because uh, I think that it, I, I aspire to have this boldness like you, because it's really hard. And this, this is just a thought that I had while you were talking. And, you know, obviously when you're so bold and um, open about your faith, you, you might have people or like, let me rephrase this. Have you had um, people approach you who maybe weren't very strong in their faith or that wasn't something they valued? And how, how do you have a conversation with them about that and how to help them bring faith into their lives? Because I think a lot of people just in, um, like, let's just say you're working in an office and you, mm -hmm. faith is a strong value for you, but you, your coworkers have a hard time understanding that. Mm -hmm. How do we have the conversations with people around us in, in ex understanding and explaining why it's so important to us and why they should take the time to maybe learn more? I don't yeah. know if that, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, it, it really resonates with me because um, I have had a very vibrant and unique and varied career journey to this point. I started out in the medical field, caring for patients in hospitals and in private practice. And then I also, you know, as, I'm, as a medical student, learning to become a doctor. And then I transitioned into corporate America um, and now here to coaching. And the, the, the topic of faith, I will say, has always been a little taboo, just in general, I would say, for society. Um, if you are not working in a faith-based organization and you're out in just kind of the, the every other world, right? Um, the topic of faith can be a little taboo and people are kind of like, oh, well, we don't talk about that here. That's something that you do outside of work. Mm -hmm. What I'm finding more and more, perhaps the past two years with the pandemic, 
has really kind of forced this issue and made people think a little more about what does it really mean to be authentic and to bring your authentic self to work. Perhaps that has been a forcing factor, but I'm seeing more and more of a willingness and openness and a yearning from people to be more open about who they are. And that means their spiritual beliefs too. Um, I think there is a very um, good way to do that too. Um, there's so many different ways, actually. There's no one right way, um, provided you're always being respectful, right? Mm -hmm. So you're being respectful um, of your own beliefs, but you're also being respectful of those around you. Um, I can only answer for myself, Grayson, and I will say that um, I really think actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And I am very mindful that what I put out in the world is a reflection on my faith. It's a reflection on God. And so I just really, you know, we, we hear about and learn about the fruits of the spirit. I really try to embody that. And um, in, in everything and in every interaction that I have, mm -hmm. I am not a perfect person. And so, yes, I have those moments. I have those days where I'm just not at my best. Um, but it's in those moments and on those days that I really try to be even more mindful. All right. Mm -hmm. What I'm putting out there, the light that I'm putting out in the world is a reflection on something so much greater and bigger than I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I've actually had people come to me and say, Christine, you are so optimistic. You're such a positive person, mm -hmm. regardless of circumstance. And especially when things are kind of chaotic or urgent or stressful, you just seem to be that calm in the storm. They actually know this. And so they call me on it and say, where does that come from? I will tell you many years ago, I would have said, oh, that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. you know. But now I own it and I realize and I give credit and I say, yeah, you know what? It comes from here, from my spirit, from my heart, from my mm -hmm. faith. Um, mm -hmm. And that's an invitation because sometimes people will take me up on it. And go, oh, tell me more. Sometimes they won't, and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But at least I'm putting it out there. I'm planting a seed. Mm -hmm. So besides people just seeing in our personality and like how we act, that we definitely have God in our lives and we are uh, living out this faith, what are some practical ways and maybe what you've seen or maybe things you practice yourself that um, in maybe ways that you, we can show that our faith without our words. So you said actions, but besides that, like how can we show, and maybe it's like, for me, what I would say in this example is wearing jewelry, like having a, a cross in my neck or mm -hmm. a miraculous medal or something is a huge way, but that I, and I get questions about it. And then that's an opportunity to have a conversation about my faith and yeah. maybe in places that I maybe wouldn't have that conversation if it isn't a business meeting someone. I've had several people ask me, what's on your necklace and it would be a miraculous medal um, mm -hmm. with Mary and I wonder what are some other ways that we could really make those conversations happen easier or show our faith at work at home yeah, yeah. what do you think about that I love it and I think it's really beautiful what you just said that's another way in which we can express our faith and invite conversation mm -hmm. uh, symbols symbols are so very important um, your miraculous medal. Um, I don't have it on today, but I often um, 
I have one of two necklaces that one, one is a cross and then the other one is um, kind of this gold medallion with a, a cross etched into it mm-hmm. that I'll often wear. Um, another piece of jewelry that I have is the set of bracelets and on mm-hmm. one of them is engraved a portion of Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans um, I have for you declares mm-hmm. the Lord. And I, um, they have special meaning to me. They bring me joy and inspiration and calm. Um, but they also invite questions too, and mm-hmm. in conversation. So I'm always aware of that when I'm, when I'm wearing those items, mm-hmm. Hey, this is an outward sign. And I need to really be respectful of what this symbol really embodies and means. Mm-hmm. I think another great tip, and this is just something I was thinking about earlier today is um, even if let's just say you're in a cubicle or people you're back in the office, or even if you're working from home, like what's behind you. And if you Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to hang things on your walls or opportunity to, um, put things out, why not put something that shows your faith? Why not hang a cross? Why not, um, yeah, have a Bible verse on the wall or something that really just shows your faith in a simple way. But it's a constant mm-hmm. reminder to you, and it's a constant reminder to everyone who sees your screen or sees your office. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, you know, it's really amazing that you said that because that is actually something that um, I was chatting about with another uh, professional friend of mine, and that because we're working from home, there is even more opportunity to bring our authentic selves into the workplace mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the artwork that we have behind us. As you can see, you know, right here, I have this collage of um, mm-hmm. my family. So that, that one right there with the arms embracing, that's mm-hmm. my husband and me and our, our engagement, just mm-hmm. showing, you know, the love that's here in this house, um, how important my marriage is. Um, and then um, I actually, I changed things around to keep it interesting for myself too. But I have this, um, this beautiful olive wood um, sculpture oh, carving that. here of the Holy Family. And sometimes I'll have that, you know, in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I always keep it present for me though, is one of those mm-hmm. things that just grounds me too. And then over here I have um, an angel and it just says, um, mom, another word for love. But it's just, um, you know, another just reminder of spirituality, Mm -hmm. um, angels, Mm -hmm. and and just love in general. Mm -hmm. And I think another good point, you just said how um, because of working from home, we have a bigger opportunity to bring God into the workplace. And I think another thing I've heard of people doing is putting sticky notes or notes on their computer with things like, what would Jesus do in this situation? Or pray or a prayer that helps them to slow down if they're getting angry at work or things like Mm -hmm. that so I think there's definitely things we can be doing and phrases we can have in things reminding us that it's God it should be at God should be first and work comes second or even reminding ourselves to pray to that person we're sending an email to which I would love to get better at and I like preach it but I need to get better but that's something I'm working on (laughs) You know, it's, it is, it is, a, it's a constant um, challenge that I think mm-hmm. is put before us, but we're up yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Christine, I kind of want to uh, take a little direction here. And I want to ask you, you know, I know you're really busy and I know you're balancing a lot. I, I want to hear from you. How are you doing it? How are you balancing faith and work, family, friends, everything? How are you 
how are you doing it? Mm. <laughs> wow, that is a constantly evolving um, mm -hmm. scenario for sure. I think as um, as females, we do a lot of juggling. We wear a lot of hats. And um, it's often easy to get lost in the shuffle of putting others before ourselves. Um, something that has really resonated with me and has really helped me to put myself, bump myself up on that list is a reminder of how important rest is. Um, we have to recharge our batteries. And um, I've become a lot more discerning about what I say yes to. Because there are so many wonderful, great things out there that I can be saying yes to and I want to say yes to. But here's the thing, Grace. If I'm saying yes to everything, I'm probably saying no to myself way more often than I should. And I'm wearing out and I'm just spreading thin. And am I really purposeful and useful then? Probably not. So I've become a lot more discerning about what I say yes to. And if I say yes to something, I am requiring myself to say no to something else. Mm. Even if it's something that I enjoy, I have to really weigh it out and be very discerning. Is this where my time is best spent? Mm. Um, and, and then I make that call. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that means that I, um, I miss out on going out for dinner with some good friends. But that's because I really need to spend the time here and just recharge my mm -hmm. battery, have some quiet time. Mm -hmm. um, so that later on, maybe I can do that. Mm -hmm. Or um, maybe I miss out on a volunteer event. Again, great opportunity. There's this other um, chance for me to strengthen my skills as a coach. And I'm going to really spend some time mm -hmm. diving into this further practice so that I can serve others even better. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, there are always trade-offs. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just I'm a lot more aware of that. And I, I, I try to give myself a buffer. Oh, and I also just thought of something too that's really important. A tradition that I have instituted for myself and my family is um, since the start, like since about two years ago, since the start mm -hmm. of the pandemic, uh, is really truly having a day of rest. Well, yeah. And planning for it, knowing that I have this day of rest, getting excited about it and saying, these are the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to read. I'm going to have quiet time with God. Um, and when I started sharing that with my family saying, this is what I'm doing, they got excited and they say, hey, I want to have a day of rest. Can I do that too? So my kids got involved. My husband uh -huh. got involved. And it has been a really great thing for our whole family in general. Mm. I think that is the most amazing thing. There's one, so one thing I wanted to say just on what determines your yes and everything you were saying with that, something we like to say is that your, your no is somebody else's yes. And oh, so sometimes, like yeah. And so sometimes when we think we're saying no to something, we, like we feel guilty about it, but that's just not another opportunity for somebody else who probably can put the time in and give it their best. That's yes. another opportunity for them. So like, it's really a gift. Like think mm -hmm. about your no as a gift. Um, I love how you reframed that. That is beautiful. <laughs> it's, it really, and it all is all about mindset because I think a lot of a guilt is associated with saying no mm -hmm. um, for everybody in this situation. And 
We also like to say how when you say no, you're giving a gift of time back to somebody else too. Um, and you never know, maybe that person needed you to say no, but they felt bad for saying no too. And so I think it's really important just to recognize that it's a gift and time's a gift either for each person. Mm -hmm. um, but on the next part, when you were talking about the day of rest, uh, one, I think that is so amazing because truly we're taught, you know, in the Bible and God rested on the seventh day. And yes. I just always think, but like, where did we go wrong? Like, where did we all get so caught up in that we, we don't rest, you know? And like, what does rest we look like? So I'd be interested to hear like, what is, so what does rest really mean for you? When you say that you have a day at rest, like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, first I have to give credit where credit's due. Um, this actually came from a Bible study hmm. that I participated in. And it was called, um, it's, I've actually got the book right here next to me. Um, it's Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca mm. Lyons. And, and that was a big topic there. Yes, rest is very important. Even God rested. Jesus rested continually through his journey, right? He would meet with people. He would meet with the crowds. He would share the good news. And then he would retreat to a quiet place to rest multiple times. And so... That was, that was the, you know, Jesus demonstrating for us, this is how you should live. This is what we should be doing on a regular basis. So I got that from that Bible study and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I, for rest for me is multifaceted. It is really exploring and spending time in these different facets of myself that I wouldn't necessarily have the time for or the energy for you know, Monday through Friday. And so in our household, um, we try to make Saturdays our day of rest. Mm -hmm. um, Sundays, of course, we, you know, we go to church mm -hmm. and we have youth groups and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but Saturday is kind of one of those where we try to really not have any commitments outside of the family. Mm -hmm. And we just, um, you know, enjoy a little more rest in the morning. Maybe don't get up as early. We also, um, for me, it's about doing something creative really using that artistic side of myself to do something fun and creative. Um, it's also exercise, taking care of myself physically, um, eating well, um, good nutrition. It's, um, and most importantly, and I do this every day, not just on my day of rest, but I start the day with some quiet time of Bible study or a devotional, just really um, centering myself for the day. And then also it's spending time with my children. So I have three wonderful, mm -hmm. lovely children and I, and my husband. And so I, I really try to do a group activity too. So there's alone time and then there's togetherness time as well. I love this because I think a lot of the time when we think of resting, um, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a statistic that says we're supposed to have on average 10 hours of rest a day that it does include sleeping, but rest can be anything I think where your mind is at ease. Mm -hmm. And so I love how you said, you know, exercising, um, doing something creative, um, because I think we think of it as sitting and doing nothing in which right. rest does not mean that. Um, and yeah, I think this is awesome because, and I, I think it's very, very interesting that you choose Saturday as your day of rest, because I think sometimes, you know, even what you said, 
Sundays. Okay, so we all go to church, but then we have our other commitments like youth group. And even if it is within the church, it's not necessarily a rest because we're working and we're serving and all these things. And so we lose the true meaning of what rest is in all those activities. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was very interesting that you chose a different day to be your rest day. And I think, yeah. um, Yeah. I just think of, I just know my family so well. I know myself. I'm not going to put it on my family. I'm going to put it on myself because I mean, it is a rush in the morning. We are rushing to get to to church on time Mm -hmm. and we want to be there on time. And it, there is nothing restful in that. Okay. (laughs) It's just really go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and then once we get there, oh, it's great once we get there, but there, you know, and then the rest of the day can often Mm -hmm. feel very restful too. And what we're doing and how we're spending the day, Mm -hmm. but you're right. I, I, we intentionally chose Saturday because we had a little more control over what we could schedule mm-hmm. and what we were committed to. Um, and we had more flexibility and more breathing room to make it whatever we wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested because I think there might be a lot of people who are going to be listening to this and think, okay, what if I can't do that? What if I can't, you know, there is commitments and we have things to do. Like, what advice would you give people who think that this maybe isn't, this maybe isn't feasible in their schedules or uh, in their lives? Yeah. What a great question. Um, I, I love that you asked that because it reminded me of how I started out on this journey too. I also Mm -hmm. thought, can I really devote a full day? So I started out with what the smallest amount of time that I thought I could be successful with and really do. Um, and I was very intentional about how I was going to spend that time as well. Mm. So I started off with, well, I, for myself, I'm going to try to at least have two hours where it is really my time. Mm. And then week after week, it actually expanded to, okay, two hours is great. I'm wishing I had more and I can do more. I'm going to make it four hours. So at least Mm -hmm. half a day, either the first part of the day or the latter half, I'm just going to choose half a day and that's going to be it um and then it grew to an entire day when it comes to sticking to that how have you found it being difficult or uh, maybe not difficult like are you using things like okay well, if it's in your calendar you stick to it or what do you do to stick to your commitments mm-hmm. um well it really wasn't that difficult for me Mm -hmm. because it was such a departure from what I had been doing. And once I started to experience the joy that I was experiencing and then seeing the joy that my family was experiencing from this, that was motivation in itself. Just feeling that and going, you know what? I want more of that. Mm -hmm. It was something that we all looked forward to. Mm -hmm. That said, I also truly believe that we need to give ourselves grace, you know, Mm -hmm. and be forgiving and realize life happens. Okay. So we go in with good intentions. And as long as you have that good intention, you say, okay, you know what, this coming Saturday, a whole lot going on. There's a special, you know, milestone for someone in my family. And I really Mm -hmm. want to be there and celebrate them. And it's going to involve travel. Okay, but you have that great intention. So what's one small thing you can do? Mm. It's one small thing. Might not even be a full hour, but what's one small thing you can do that will really be in service 
of having some form of rest. I think that's really important what you just said, because a lot of the times, I think if we have a goal or a commitment or something like that, we tend to say it's all or nothing. Yeah, I know. And, right? and there was this awesome woman, Bridget Cornier, and she told me, she's like, we have a tendency to think of everything in absolutes. So it's like, I never do this or I always do this. And I think that it's so important to recognize that even if you can't fully do something to 100%, sometimes it's okay to give you know, 80%, which is a couple hours of your time rather than the full day. Like, what can you do to still stick with a habit? But sometimes that we have to, like, like you said, give ourselves grace and recognize that, that can change, but mm -hmm. not to just give up if it's not going to work at right. one point. Right, right. Yeah, we so often, I think our human brains are wired that way, right? To have this either or, mm -hmm. but there's so much in between that is very meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, I, I encourage people to really look for what is in between, what are all those other possibilities out there? And then choose the one that works for you at that point in time. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Oh, this has been so good, Christine, you're amazing. Um, I wanna, <laughs> we really talked about rest. We talked about how you're incorporating that. And I, I just think that You've had so many good, good examples. And I want to kind of talk a little bit about, I, I would love to know about what is there a favorite Bible verse you have and what does that really mean to you and where have you seen it in your life and how's it impacted you? Oh my goodness. That's a tough one to choose just one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many, there are so many because that will really touch, touch me or resonate with me at different parts um, in my life, whatever the circumstance may be. Um, there are, can, can I choose more than one? Yes. <laughs> it's so hard to just, okay. One most definitely um, that I, 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 at one point was quoting it so much that my family actually memorized it too. They just got by hearing me, you know, referred to it so often. Um, it's Jeremiah 29, 11, right? So that's, um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I love that because it really is a reminder that there is this plan. It's already there. And it's this plan to prosper me, to give me hope and, and a future. And if I just trust in it and really lean into that, things will be just so very beautiful. That's not to say that we won't have bad days and challenging circumstances because they will come, but just leaning into that and knowing through those challenging circumstances, it's okay, there's a plan and there's hope in the future. Mm -hmm. um, the other one I, I, I'm gonna pull out because I, I wanna make sure that I quote it correctly. Yes, it is Psalm 62.1. And actually Psalm 62 too, so one and two. Um, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. That is just, I mean, it, there's, there's peace and power in that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I do, I rest in that quite often. And then the other one that I really... Um, think about a lot. And I've been hearing so much in different, different um, settings 
different forms is Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Mm. Rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again, rejoice. That's the one that speaks to, you know, not having anxiety or worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ mm. Jesus. And there's just so much truth and beauty in that as well. Mm. So I, I narrowed, so I went from one to three. I hope that's okay. That's totally okay. No, and I think um, the first verse, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, that's, I was told, I was talking with you, you know, the other day and saying how that verse has been popping up for me a lot. And I was just speaking with someone else again this morning who reminded me of the same verse. And I think, um, I think right now, there's so much unknown in our world and so much that everyone's afraid of. And um, because things are, I mean, you know, with the pandemic, with everything, but it really just goes back to completely putting our full trust into God's plan. Because, you know, if we have anything, we have his plan and he is so good and he always will guide us in the right direction. And so I just really love that um, you share that verse as well, because I think that um, it's super moving and um, really impactful. So, yes. Oh, I'm I glad. Love. I'm really glad. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's definitely one that has um, seen me through good times, not so good times and everything in between. Mm -hmm. mm. I love it. Well, Christine, um, this has been such a joy speaking with you and such a joy just having you on our podcast. Um, I look forward to working with you and um, continuing our conversations. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for being with us. Oh, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed this time. And it was it was just a great, wonderful, organic conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, if it can help even just one person, I will be ever grateful.